Hey everyone, welcome to episode 36 of the Bike Shop Boyfriend Podcast. I'm your host, Dustin. In this episode, we finally do it. We got to the Badlands Gravel Battle. Uh, We talk about the first flat of the year and a whole bunch of other stuff, but it's going to be a big episode, so stay tuned. Here we go. Welcome, everyone. We're starting off the podcast right. We're going to get down to the weekly wrap-up of all the good stuff. Um, so, yeah, got to definitely mention that the weather here in Winnipeg uh, has been every which way. It's been really, really warm. It's been cool. It's been downright cold. Um, and it's been everything in between, to be honest. So, with that, it's kind of weird that it's uh, now a bit of a warm snap. I've got my AC uh, installed in my apartment, so if you hear some weird white noise in the background, that's what's up. Um, but yeah, uh, Tuesday we actually even had to cancel due to the weather, uh, the rain and the high winds. It was just completely unsafe for the overall group. Um, and we actually don't necessarily ride uh If it is raining beforehand, this isn't a strongman competition. This isn't a bragging contest. Uh, These group rides, it's really about the fun of it. Um, But we do continue to ride if we do get rained on while we ride, if that makes sense. But uh, I'm actually kind of remark. It's kind of remarkable to me um, that some folks and their egos um, like to sort of chirp, I would call it, uh, about... Uh, oh, we should just toughen up and just totally race. Obviously, I'm imitating a male voice. So um, it's mostly fellas that uh, tend to have a problem with this protocol. But realistically, it's in the best uh, spirit for everyone to get out of these rides safe at the end of them. Um, just because we're putting someone at risk uh, who might not be comfortable riding in the rain uh, just due to the majority's will. I don't think is necessarily the best uh, code of conduct for our rides that we like to host. So uh, just nipping that in the bud right there. Um, Speaking of road rides, uh, the off-road ride that the shop offers on the Wednesdays, um, I keep putting it out there that uh, I kind of want photos of folks riding on these things. And I'm kind of a little disappointed that, you know, no one wants to, like, take photos or strap a GoPro to their bike and capture the rides because I keep hearing how great they are and yet there's no photographic proof of it and the off-road riders that attend these things um, only a few of them actually share it onto Strava so I'm kind of in the dark as to if they're successful really or not Um, and if it's not on the internet you know did it ever happen so there's a question for you um yeah, so that's just pretty much the weekly wrap-up. Oh, quick shout-out to uh, my boy Maddie. Uh, he's only been riding three weeks, riding in his uh, new Giro shoes there. And he's already got a hole developing in them, and it's maybe just due to the wear and tear and all that. But over three weeks, you should not be getting a hole in any shoe you bought. So um, I'm going to get him set up again very soon. Uh, maybe more to come. I'll try and maybe even record that in- exchange. It's often pretty humorous in that regard so that's the weekly wrap-up
So with Tuesday being canceled, I kind of needed to get some fitness in, a little bit of workout, this and that. So my man Paul uh, texted me up. We arranged to go after his overnight shift. This man is a superhero. I don't know how he does it, but he worked all night and he was – so technically this ride is coming at the end of his workday slash awake time. Um, and for me, I just woke up and I was going to meet him for this ride. Um, so we met up and we were going to go for a road ride. And about 20K or so into the ride, lo and behold, I had the worst handling possible on my rear wheel. I look down and I've got a pancake going on there. Um, and it's my first flat of the year. So I have to give a massive thank you to uh, my riding buddy Paul here, um, who actually had another tube on him uh, to lend me because mine actually had a hole in it before I even got the case started. So goes to show you, um, if you can at all times, do check to make sure that uh, your tubes that you put into your patch kits or fix kits don't have holes in them. Otherwise, it's a really bad moment. Uh, also, carry more than one CO2 cartridge on you because you never know. Um, and yeah, just... My advice is to restock your kit annually, um, especially if it's your road one. It's not a bad thing to do. And as it go, always in good form. Sorry, I can't speak right now. Blah, blah, blah. Um, if you ever take someone's tube uh, or if they lend you a tube, I always recommend repay them in kind. And if you used any of their resources, pay those in kind as well. Um, Paul lent me uh, or gave me a tube as well as an extra co2 um so i will be repaying him back for that um don't be that kind of rider that just takes from people don't just you know pay up your debts you know what i mean so uh paul swing by the shop sometime soon i'm gonna hook you up with some co2 and some tubes um and it's good to know uh sometimes the occasional skill of how to change a flat on the roadside so uh, it's one of those skills that you should uh, always maybe brush up on before you actually start riding out and have to use it. Just my words of advice. Oh, on a side note, uh, I was riding on Vittoria Corsa G Plus tires. Um, just a little critique. They don't really last that long, but they're not advertised to actually last that long to begin with. Um, it's maybe a season-ish that I get lifespan out of them. But for the price that they are, it's a little bit cringy at times. Um, but I'm a huge fan of how these tires ride and how they grip the road. Um, and my only question is, is it worth the price? And do you have any tires that I should be that you like for road riding um, that I should maybe be looking at? Um, granted, I'm someone who's in the industry, so I do find out stuff often. Um, but if you have a favorite, let me know in the comments. Uh, I'd love to hear from you and hear what your comments are. So Monday rolls around after the weekend uh, and my first flat. Won't really dwell too much on that. Um, and there's only a few days left before uh, the Badlands Gravel Battle taking place in Medora, New, uh, North Dakota. 
and uh, my boys that I'm riding it with, uh, we were going to be riding uh, a little bit of a recon ride just to see how our equipment was, how bike fit is, um, if there's like tire pressures that we should maybe be looking at, this and that, you know, just testing out our equipment. And so we rode for 140 kilometers as a group and uh, just total disclosure, my personal ride was 150 kilometers um because i decided to do some riding to the ride um maybe that was not for the best because i think i maybe have spent spent a match or two uh before the rest of the guys did so i was a little bit sandbaggy uh my fitness was just a little bit off that dot that day and i will fully admit it was a very hard ride um my gearing is not suited for flatland gravel whatsoever um i'm using a 1042 cassette um that's a huge span of gears on 11 speed um and i'm matching it with a 40 tooth chain ring um, i'm using a one by system and it's much too all over the place for how i ride i usually ride to cadence and i try and maintain a, a 90 to 95 rpm cadence um, and just changing the gears actually affected the cadence, which in turn affected my speed. Um, but you know what I was going to make do, I'm going to make do with it. And, uh, hopefully it goes well for the gravel battle itself. Um, secondly, uh, I'm worried about a touch about my form. I feel, I am feeling a little bit under undercooked for the actual event itself. It's going to be one of those, um, I might be riding into the race a little bit um i do have designs on a few things after this event but right now i'm feeling just a little bit worried about it and thirdly um the sun and the heat really cooked me uh during this event uh during this ride that we did um although i would like to formally welcome back my summer tan lines uh, with a little bit of sunburn. Thank you very much, uh, Tan Lines, for coming back this year. Uh, you are very welcome. Uh, don't go away. I, I, I would not want the season to end so soon. But, um, yeah, the rest of the guys are actually uh, looking very good in terms of uh, form. Um, I think they had their tire pressures dialed in just beautifully. They zipped along just fine. They dropped me like a sack of potatoes. Um, I do know that once I get back from the gravel battle that I'm going to have to probably change out my cassette, my free hub body, just to dial it in for riding around here. Because otherwise, um, I'm just all over the place. I can't handle uh, that much hop and jump from uh, cadences. So I'll get my man Alex to help me out with that. Um, yeah, is there any sort of early... What's your sort of race rituals that you do before... Uh, planning your events this is sort of new to me in terms of uh how i plan it but it was actually really fun i actually look forward to repeating this lap again uh maybe not with getting lost the way we did last time um but uh yeah ride it with my boys and uh, see how it goes as uh the season goes on um it'd actually be fun to do on a monthly basis just to get like a solid 140 kilometers in the legs um with some good friends and some good riding uh, not much traffic, which is really nice, um, and lots and lots of fun, and we were howling the entire time. So um, Monday was awesome. Um, so that's all I have to say on that. Let's continue with the show, I guess.
So mentally and on paper, I divided this podcast into two parts. Um, This is going to be, to me, part B of how I organized it. It's a bit of a recap, uh, after-the-fact type journal thing. Anyways, I think you'll get the idea very quickly. Um, At the time, I didn't really get a chance to record much of the banter going on inside the vehicle that we were driving in uh, towards our destination and event. Um, Over the course of that eight hours, uh, on the Friday, we actually had uh, an early start. It was uh, an early wake up and all that noise um, with a 9 a.m. pickup from uh, my man Carl, DK, the other Dustin, as well as my man Russell, and we were off. We uh, off in a good way. Like we're towards our destination, is what I should be saying. Um, so while we were on the ride uh, drive, I should be saying, we were tuning into the Giro at the exact same time and just being blown away what was all happening there. Um, and it was followed by some in-car analysis, pontification. Um, all the armchair slash keyboard warrior um, mindset and you know opinions that develop uh, based on professional sport. But that being said, it was actually a very fun uh, eight hours driving all the way down to Medora, North Dakota. Um, we had a great drive, as mentioned, but we got to stop and stretch our legs and actually see a lot of the Dakota area. Um, Fargo itself was actually very entertaining and uh, we actually had some amazing food and a lot of laughs along the way Um, but the temperatures were smoking hot when we arrived uh, actually on the entire drive it was very warm Um, but we arrived in Medora around like 9 sorry 7 30 when we finally checked in and uh, we settled into our rooms and we started uh, a small but casual sort of tradition um socialization thing that we nicknamed porch chats and i have to admit the guys that or any pretty sure it was either russell or carl who nominated it but could have been the other dustin too he he may be taking credit for this one um but we brought lawn chairs and it was by far one of the best ideas um because all four of us got to sit out on the front porch enjoying uh sunsets and a little bit of sun enjoying some cold drinks and uh, just shooting the breeze and having uh, quite the laugh about it. Um, Also on that Friday, we got our bearings. We sort of figured out where the lay of the land was in terms of what's all in Medora. Um, We even met up with um, the organizers, or I think I want to call them the lead volunteer organizers um, for this event. And Beth and her husband, Rick, super 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 nice people very kind uh they made us feel welcome within minutes seconds seconds i'm gonna say uh of being at the event they were really excited that we came all the way down from canada to uh race their local event um and also they asked uh what our um you know what riding is like in winnipeg and this and that uh obviously we don't have much to showcase because This event itself was going to be uh, on paper, around 5,000 feet of elevation climbing, um, maybe even then some, and uh, that sort of converts to around 1,600 meters and change uh, of uh, meters to uh, climb and all that. Um, But yeah, 
the people there were really, really great. The serving staff for the establishments that we visited uh, that evening, they were super, super kind. Um, and we were actually feeling very good about what Sunday had to offer. But it was only Friday. So let's get on to Saturday. So after a long day of driving, uh, eight plus hours of being on the road, it was actually really nice to sleep in just a little bit. And uh, I think we slept until about seven o'clock, maybe 7.30 uh, before we started to rise. And uh, we hit up one of the um, you gotta eat here type places uh, from the locals that said uh, we should eat there. Um, and it was at this hotel called Theodore's um, it's also the Roosevelt Hotel, I think it's named, um, where they actually had a breakfast brunch, uh, sorry, a breakfast buffet, um, and it was actually pretty great. Uh, the biscuits and gravy that they offered, I have to admit, as a food person, loved it. It was very, very tasty. Um, and then we went back to uh, our hotel room, or motel room. Uh, followed by a quick, uh, we got changed. We thought it would be a great idea to actually take advantage of the bright sunny skies, test our equipment while uh, it was in transit, and uh, see how we felt and go for that little spin. So we went, we tried to get into Theodore Roosevelt National Park on just to check out maybe the first 10 kilometers of the ride, um, just to see what the park was all about. However, it is $12 uh, a cyclist to go through the gate which is terribly expensive uh, for just doing a recon ride. So we went the opposite way. Um, we checked out um, the opposite side of the highway, if this at all makes sense, in the train tracks. And we went into a more public private road highway system there where it climbed actually for quite a good bit. Uh, the heat was really on that day. I must say it was maybe... 32 degrees celsius and it was a nice dry heat that's kind of where i like to thrive uh i do thrive in the heat very nicely um yeah and we actually went uh all over the place uh we discovered where the dump was which i thought was very sightsee worthy um but we also got to see where the beginning of uh one part of the Matahe trail system was um which was very fun. There was uh, a bit of a descent that made me very, very thankful for uh, disc brakes. And not only that, hydraulic disc brakes, the modulation on that is, um, I'm instantly sold. I absolutely love that braking system. Uh, I do know that for my next bike, uh, especially on the road bike, it's gonna be a disc brake and probably a hydraulic braking system. Um, and then the rest of the day uh, after the sightseeing was meant, uh, we just, put up our legs actually and just relaxed um sort of shoot the breeze and we got a bit of a nap uh all of us in just to recover um it was a really good day out in the sun so we were just trying to stay cool stay rehydrated and have some good laughs uh trying to keep those legs up and all that but we did notice actually quite a few riders were rolling into town uh testing their own equipment and we must say there was a lot of heavy hitters there there was uh Quite a few uh, Minneapolis license plates as well as, um, or sorry, Minnesota license plates as well as North Dakota and South Dakota license plates um, and a few from Montana as well. Um, I'm not familiar with the cycling racing circuit there, but um, a lot of these folks came out to play and 
lo and behold, I'll get to that in just a moment. It's uh, race day. This uh, this has been coming up for a while. We meant to get some audio from our ride, recon ride yesterday. Um, running around, sightseeing, all that noise. Just get some raw audio for you to all enjoy. Uh, but last, uh, alas, we've forgotten that. Um, we woke up at about 5.30. It is currently 6 o'clock a.m., so we're all pretty uh, wakey-wakey right now. Uh, I'm halfway through a uh, cup of instant oatmeal, eating it with uh, stir sticks from coffee machine because we don't have spoons. So and it's it's a good hack. Keep that in your race bag if you got it. A spoon. It's a tremendous tool. Um, our bikes are dialed in. They're a little dusty from a bike ride yesterday. Russell's just coming out of the bathroom. And, uh, yeah, more to come. So, very quickly, this next segment uh, is me post-ride. And I'm a little out of it. I'm a little dehydrated, a little sunned out. Um, but I think I'm pretty sharp in my faculties. Um, I think I am about 15 minutes after uh, our ride just coming into our hotel room uh just to set the scene of it uh my man the essential i gave him first uh dibs at the uh hit in the shower to get freshened up while i picked up uh my phone to record my thoughts and here they are um so yeah uh unedited here they are all right so we are done our ride race event i don't know what even to call this thing adventure even uh yeah we finished it as a group um my quick race report would be that i had gearing that really change of cadence changed my whole ride uh fell right to the back of my riding group um the guys were great they waited up for me uh on a few passes there the ascents were crazy i haven't even looked at my data i just turned off my wahoo as soon as i'm done uh, we're just in the stages of getting into our rooms, staying cool, starting our recovery. Uh, actually, this was maybe the worst uh, worst ride I've ever done, but by far my most favorite. Um, I didn't bonk. Uh, I was well hydrated throughout the whole bit. Actually, I think all four of us were, and we're all pretty happy about that. Um, but uh, yeah. I would say that coming back, I would definitely be reconsidering um, some gearing options uh, just to be a bit more spinny, uh, for sure get on top of fitness and strength training in the off season if I'm going to be coming back and doing this first up for any event. It, uh, it's definitely a challenge. It's definitely a battle. Uh, a few of us went down. I stayed upright. I'm pretty proud about that. And um, my bike is absolutely filthy, and I'm super happy about it. Um, Russell had a good ride, the Essential there. Uh, the machine, actually, uh, the other Dustin, he flatted out with about 
uh, 5k, 5 kilometers, eh, maybe 10, 10 kilometers to go to the finish. And then um, the folks, and then the hammer was just the hammer. He, uh, he found that he could have used a few more gears here and there. But all of us uh, crossed that finish line with big smiles on our faces. And uh, big shout out to the organizers of the Badlands Gravel Battle. Um, they organized a tremendous event. Um, Beth, and I believe her husband's name is Rick, uh, they were truly um, that amazing pick-me-up in the middle of feeling pretty, not defeated, but we were definitely on the low. So uh, topping up with waters, taking up our uh, used wrappers and gels and all that, which was amazing. And uh, the last little bit of the descent was truly, it was awesome. Uh, I'm going to quickly shower up here and uh, start my recovery. We're going to be doing a bit of an interview session with all the guys, so stay tuned. Mr. Carl's bike's decided for him that he didn't need the 40. Yeah, Maybe pretty much. Your bike decided for you that you didn't need the 40. True. Oh, I did end up using it a little bit, but... All right, guys, so this is going to be on the podcast. We're actually recording live. Uh, what was the hardest part of your race? So individually, we're going to go around the, the truck here. DK, you're first. What's up? The hardest part of the race? Yep. Uh, some of those longer sustained climbs. Uh, that one that lasted about 15 minutes, in my mind anyway. I don't know how long it lasted. Two hours. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just be accurate. It felt like that. Uh, that one was probably the toughest. Some of the shorter, punchier ones were more manageable but yeah the long sustained climbs were were tough for us bigger guys all right good call carl your hot take what was the uh, hardest uh hardest. part of the race your race trying to uh patch dustin's tire oh <laughs> oh <laughs> kidding the um, jibba jab uh what would be the hardest thing i don't know um yeah th- those little derailleur issues probably were uh stressful that I really had to I didn't really have to think about it that much I guess the uh, could just skip the 40 altogether but um, but in terms of the course itself I don't know I found it pretty good I really love the rolling stuff so um, yeah I don't know if I really had anything else that was too too stressful the weather worked out so fueling was good all right, we get it. You had a perfect race. Um, all right, Russell, what was your hardest part of the race? Uh, hardest part? Honestly, just keeping up with Carl and Dustin. <laughs> well, I mean, like, yeah. the climbs are fine. I could usually, if the climb was long enough, I could uh, catch up to them a bit on those ones. But, um, yeah, those descents, I mean, they just, if the descent was long enough, I mean, those guys would always gap me on those. And then once you got that little gap found it was very difficult to close down gaps at that, at that point you know you just always gaining just a little bit of time on each descent there's a lot of those so if you got spit out the back a little bit it was a you'd be riding by yourself for quite a long time so that was a challenge and then just just the fatigue the sort of mental and physical fatigue near the end of the race and just having to work through that and sort of just grit and bear through it that was challenge but it's good yeah and speaking as someone who was out the back the entire race uh 
yeah, it was just more about finding your cadence for me. And also that peanut butter mud was by far the worst part, so. The river crossing was actually, honestly, like a weird highlight, almost, of the whole ride. It's because it was, well, we've never done that on a ride yet, so. So one thing that I didn't mention was, uh, actually, two things that I didn't mention about this particular trip was uh, things that I... Uh, felt I was lacking was uh, the things I've already mentioned but the second thing maybe was it would have been great to have an onboard microphone um, I wish I had a digital recorder actually hooked up to me to record my thoughts as I'm riding it maybe narrate what I'm seeing uh, maybe get some of the sound of coming down some of those gravel descents uh, and gives you maybe a sense of speed of what was all happening um, Due to the somewhat uh, precarious nature of these descents and the speed I was going, um, I didn't want to take the liberty of taking too many photos, so I really relied on uh, my timer on my GoPro to take most of the photos that I am posting online at the moment. Um, and also uh, poaching from other folks that were feeling good and well enough to take photos while riding their bike um myself i this is kind of a rarity i didn't take as many photos if any uh without you know it being automated by my gopro um during this entire ride which i'm slightly in regret about but uh i'll, I'll get over it soon enough um but that's my first thing uh second thing is to uh the three wives that uh who are married to some great guys, uh, the essential known as Russell, the machine known as Dustin, uh, and also the hammer, uh, who is Carl, um, Mackenzie, Karen, and Christine, respectively, your husbands were really great, really well behaved. Um, I will admit and fully disclose that they did miss you tremendously. Each and every one of you and the kids, um, must say that most of the conversation did sort of circle around to their respective households and uh, how much uh, they were looking forward to. They were happy to be out, but they were also looking forward to coming back home. So um, hopefully you, you can you, you buy that. So um, on that note, that's going to wrap up this episode, this epic, epic, epic episode of Bike Shop Boyfriend Podcast aka the badlands battle gra uh, gravel battle edition of the podcast um i hope you liked it if you have any comments questions concerns uh thoughts for future topics please let me know i would love to hear from you it's been a long day it's been a long amount of travel i'm pooped i need to get rehydrated i need to clean up a really filthy bike and a whole bunch of filthy kit um thanks for listening talk to you soon Thank you very much for listening. If you have any questions or comments, I would love to hear from you. Hit me up here on Anchor with the comments feature or my Instagram, Dustin, W-H-T, it's all one word. For the visual side of this podcast, please subscribe and leave a rating on iTunes or just say hello on Anchor. would love to hear from you. Until the next episode, dear listeners, go and go have fun and enjoy the ride.